Geek Tank Radio, News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stunt setting. I, I think today, Joe's needs one. Gosh, today we're joining you from Bargain Bob's Sensory Deprivation Chambers, which is what I'm where I'm going to descend uh, right after the show today, uh, Brandon. I don't want any spoilers. I don't want some jerks on uh, the hey. Internet ruining the Batman for me. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm hiding out, so. You're going to see it Thursday, though, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so you only have a few days, and since you're such a Luddite, you won't be on the Internet anyway. No, I'm not. Anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilberth and our buddy Max back at the studio. If you hear the, the that uh, ambiance in the background, we're broadcasting live from the uh, home show of the Mid-South, you guys. It's a lot of fun over here. We oh, did, it's, uh, it's always a great time to be over here. We did uh, Tool Talk Radio earlier this morning. It was a lot quieter. It was before the doors opened, and uh, it's going on all weekend, you guys. So it's it's been fun because usually uh, Geek Tank Radio, we're, we're behind the glass. Well, we're in the studio. Mm-hmm. We don't get to actually meet people that Yeah, they don't let listen. us out very often. And yeah. I get to haunt you all. Yeah, and Max <laughs> is back at the studio just being he's as irritating been, as he can be. This so, is yeah. the most snark that he's had since we started the show. Absolutely. Well, so, we can't get our hands on him, see? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Until so he- next week. He's safe. So head over to the Agri Center and say hello to us. Uh, we've got a few little uh, goodies here in the booth. You can get some uh, Geek Tank Radio, uh, you know, postcards and some different swag from Tool Talk. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, well, you guys, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, we're five days away from the Batman. Mm. And Brandon and I have our tickets. Dude, I, I, I told myself I was not going to get too hyped, too excited. But I have heard from one person who's seen it. And she didn't give me any kind of spoilers, but she said, you liked the Joker. You'll like this. Oh, and geez. I was like. I don't want to hear I, anything. I was, I was like, are you, are you serious? She goes, you're going to like it. You know, I was like, well, that, that's the thing, Brandon, because, you know, I've, I've sometimes just for kicks, I will listen to uh, past episodes of Geek Tank Radio, you know, right. going back even seven years. And it's, it's, it's funny how the world has changed, at least the world of geekdom, I think, uh, I listened to one of our shows before The Force Awakens came out and how naive we were and how much we said this is going to be great for Star Wars and how excited. And then years later, now everybody's fighting about that well, and, and everything. So with, with yeah. this, I'm like, okay, this is either going to be the best Batman movie I've ever seen or I'm going to be annoyed and heartbroken. But I, everything about it just seems right. All right. Uh, you know you know how I feel about what we've heard about with the Riddler. You know, it's like, well, we kind of based him off the Zodiac. And, right. You know, Bruce Wayne's, you know, uh, you know, we got Pattinson channeling this person. And, it's, and you know, I've, I've decided that usually when someone says that they're channeling something, mm-hmm. uh, if I just, you know, don't worry about who that person is, right. I, I'm, I'm good. I can immerse myself in just about anything these days and still have a good time. Yeah. And I'm kind of going into the Batman like that. Well, it's so so obviously with five days to go, it's going to be a Batman-heavy episode of Geek Tank Radio. But uh, later, you know, one of our buddies, Scott J. Carroll, is in the house. He's going to be um, doing, uh, I guess, Brandon, this is your spearheading this. This is sort <laughs> of a combination. This is a team-up, you could say. It's, between it's, the Cooking Today yeah, Show and uh, and uh, it came from the international we're, market. You're we're going to call it a, we're going to call it a crossover between uh, you know News Talk ninety eight nine and uh, Geeky Side TV. Okay, so gotcha. we're going to have Geek Tank Radio and you know teaming up with the you know with Scott from it came from the international market. Okay, and we're going to be trying this new Starlight Edition uh, limited Coca Cola 
uh, zero sugar, you know, drink. And they say it tastes like space. Well, see, that's what I, mm. what does no. that mean? No. That could mean a lot of things. <laughs> that's, to me, that's a cop-out. Right. It could mean just about anything. Right. So, yeah. Now, I've, I've had both the zero sugar and the fully leaded version of this. Um, they definitely taste different. I will side with the zero sugar a hundred times mm-hmm. over the uh, you know the regular. Yeah. But everybody I know who's tried one has hit me up with a different flavor combination at the beginning. Okay. So I you know my thing is it's like I, you know I want to predict I want people to predict what they think it's going to taste like and then when they taste it if they don't die tell me what it tastes like to them. Yeah. Okay. Now from NASA though we know. That from doing on spacewalks, oh, that space smells like burnt steak. Okay. Wait, we're not doing this segment yet. Let's, let's not give away I'm, the I'm whole. Gonna, yeah. I, I'm yeah. just kind of going. I'm going to say, you know what? If I, I, I'm just kind of going. This is going to be like burnt steak flavored Coke. I'm, I'm somehow scared and horrified. See, see what you're thinking is, you know, <laughs> no, you're absolutely and NASA. I will say this: NASA is absolutely wrong. Okay. Space I'm, doesn't smell like burnt steak. People who come back from space smell like yeah, burnt all steak. that radiation. Okay. And I, all right. Well, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, and I, urine. <laughs> oh, probably no, lots no, of urine. That's no. that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff we're going to be getting to <laughs> shortly. You know, because uh, I can be just as pedantic as Alan Gilbert. Hey, but Brandon, uh, because we, you know, getting back to Batman, uh, yeah. you know, which is the the real news of the day. Well, actually, it's the only one I care about. Let's face it. But I Brandon, he, I just bet he lives through the movie. From a from a practical standpoint, you're much more in tune with this stuff. Okay. I am determined uh, to not have this movie spoiled for me, right. which is a which is a trick because even if I go on Google to look for directions or something yeah. something about Batman pops yeah, up. So dude, totally. when is the tell us how to avoid spoilers? When does the spoiler embargo end? And uh, well, if you know. I if, if, I believe that the I believe the review embargo is over as of Tuesday when the first public showings happen. That's when the fan event is. Okay. Uh, I believe that as of you know, as of midnight on Tuesday, people can start dropping their reviews. Right. I believe that's what the embargo is. I, don't quote me on it because even though I, I'm on this really awesome show on the radio and review things, people don't think I'm real press. Well, I I do. You I know. got your press badge. So, yeah, I, mean. I know. It's like. <laughs> okay. But, well, but people don't sign me to you know to review embargoes. So if I see it, yeah, that might be your biggest problem because I'm seeing it before you. Yeah, but that, I'm only seeing it like four hours before you. You'll be in it when I get out. Well, is it still a thing when you go to the movies? Because we always remember that Simpsons episode where he walks out and he goes uh, after seeing The Empire Strikes Back, where he goes, "Oh, I can't believe Darth Vader's Luke's father right in front of everybody in line." Is is that still a thing, or does it, basic dignity and there are, courtesy keep? Because there's always no, that no. loudmouth jerk. That, there you know. are there are loudmouth jerks, no matter what you're involved in, and there will be someone who will be trying to spoil yeah. the movie as he walks past the line that is waiting to get in. Right. I have found that the best way to do that is if you're sitting in line, wear headphones, listen to your music, chill until you get there. And actually, what's really good right now is that. HBO Max, I believe, has the Batman radio shows. Those are great. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is something amazing to listen to while you're waiting in line. Yeah. And you'll see everybody when it's time to start walking in. Right. So you won't hear the jerk who's going to tell you that, you know, the Riddler is actually hey, his hey, father. Hey, yeah, yeah. Because somebody's going to try those kind of things. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. You got, we're not getting paid from HBO Max, but of of all of the Batman content I've discovered in the last you know ten years, 
I think the Batman radio series is one it's, of my favorites. They, Those really things good. are really well done. But I'm also a fan of, you know, the typical, you know, the old school radio shows anyway. Right. Uh, I love when, you know, I'm at a convention and, you know, some of the authors and everything are putting one on. It's so much fun to go in there and watch Alan be the villain and everybody else <laughs> play roles that they're not suited for. Theater of the mind. Exactly. So. Mm. Well, it's funny, too, because um, – uh, that's kind of what radio. That's what it started out as, and it's nice yeah. to see it's, it coming back because well, that's that's when it's at its best when you use your imagination. And, yeah, the tr- the truth of the matter is, I love everything about radio, but if you're going to tell me a good story, mm. you're totally going to get me captivated. I'll be like, you know, that four year old kid sitting in front of his grandfather, waiting for what happens next in total suspense. Yeah, you know, folks, radio is just a high tech version of uh, people sitting around the campfire. 2,000 years ago, right, Alan? You were there. Well, it, you remember it is, those days. It is. It is. You don't have to, you know, the thing with radio, you have microphones. You don't have to speak up as loud. Yeah. And well, that way you don't actually alert the leopards and lions that you're telling the story. No. It's it's fun. <laughs> Wait so. till you find out where we're broadcasting live from next. <laughs> yeah. And, and, folks, another practical tip I would give you. One of the nice things about today, okay, it used to be, even just a couple years ago, Brandon, that you'd have to, if you wanted to go to the premiere night, like if you wanted to go see Batman, you bought your tickets early. Right. But you had to get there hours in advance so you could get your seat. Yeah. Well, a lot of chatter can happen in that. And, mm-hmm. and if you're sitting in the theater... For an hour, the loudmouth behind you can do whatever. So my suggestion is nowadays you reserve your seats, yeah. which is great. Get there with like two minutes to spare, and if you have to, just put on headphones when you arrive, like noise canceling <laughs> headphones. <laughs> yeah. Alan doesn't care, but man, nothing. This is supposed to be a mystery move, like a detective right. mystery. It's it's a, it's a noir take on Batman. Right. So we've we've never seen that on screen before. Well. We right. may have, we saw a little bit of that with the old Batman serials, which yeah. I wasn't old enough to go to them. Alan was old enough to be kicked out of them, right? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I you know I saw them later on when they were released on DVD uh, a decade or so back, right? Uh, and yeah, there, those were those were more well rounded of what Batman entails in the comics, right? And I think we're getting a little more of that with Matt Reeves' take on the Batman. You know, it's you know the the Riddler, the the mystery behind why he's doing what he's doing. Um, you know, I can't wait to see the mob element. I've always enjoyed that part of you know the animated series, especially Carmine Falcone. Uh, you know, and I even think, a little horror yeah, element. I w- I think know. that they did uh, the the mo- you know the mob guys terribly yeah. in the Nolan trilogy. It's one of the few things mm. that I think he missed. You think so? To, I didn't uh, mind Falcone. In that, uh, no, but. no, that's the thing though is they. At no point were any of those guys scary. You know, you're, you should be afraid of mobsters coming in with. Good you know, point. Yeah. No, none of. At no point were those guys even remotely intimidating. Even. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll throw Eric Roberts off a balcony and break his legs. I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> I mean, serious. Or would you would you I drive would a pencil into that mm. one dude's uh, henchman or something? Okay. I, if I need to do the right magic trick, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. So, so you know, Batman has had there's so much Batman content out there. I think when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna um, maybe demystify a little of it. And uh, with it, we got a segment coming up. It's gonna be called "That's Not My Batman." <laughs> It's bound to trigger Alan for sure. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're here live at the home show uh, of the Mid-South at the Agri-Center. Come say hello to us.
Geek Tank Radio. I hate these nerds. Just because I'm stupider than them, they think they're smarter than me. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. That guy shows up at the convention every year, and he just, you know, <laughs> he pays money, he comes in, I don't care, whatever. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe <laughs> Dorderson, here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth. And our buddy Max back at the studio. If you hear a lot of uh, racket in the background, that's the, well, I, I should say if you hear a lot of ambient noise in the background. I was going to say, that's not in the background. That's in the foreground. I can see it before me. Usually when we do uh, Geek Tank Radio, we don't have an audience. But this time, well, I don't know. Are they an audience if they're just walking by and Well, they're looking at you looks, funny. Or, Therefore, they must yeah. be interested in something. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, anyway, we're here. We're actually, it's funny because we were here this morning doing Tool Talk. It was a perfect fit. You know, we're right here at the uh, home show, which is a great fit for Tool Talk Radio. Of course, nobody was here because they weren't well, open yet. the doors didn't right. open until 10. You guys were, uh, you're on the air. and right. Everybody, everybody who is anybody is, you know, trying to get their boots set up in time. Now it's Geek Tank Radio, and everybody's here, and we don't fit it, you know. So, but uh, hey, we're five, we're five days away from Batman. Geeks need floors. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're five days away from Batman. So obviously, what are we going to talk about today? I mean, Batman. We're although gonna, we are going to get into, we're going to talk other. about Captain America. So, mm. Brandon. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and so... Which uh, can get you in trouble, especially if you're trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah, well, uh, well I'm not going to be listening for the last... Yeah, I'm not I'm not listening, you know, until Batman Actually, comes out. I but, will suggest a perfect podcast for you right now. They won't talk about Batman at all. That's the Mr. Ballin po- podcast, and it's all true crime. Oh, all right. Well, all right. I might give that a listen. But what I was going to say is... I was listening to a podcast, and their thing is they they go through every every one of the old, starting with Detective Number Twenty Seven, is right. it? The first appearance of Batman, and they're working their way through every episode is about thirty minutes long, and they review a comic. That's well, cool. they've That's made cool. an interesting observation because um, everybody has their view of what Batman is, and I already know Alan's going to rub his hands together because his thing is all about you know upsetting the apple card and making people, you know, among them is the the notion that Batman doesn't kill, which I support. I like to think of right. Batman as a character that doesn't kill. However, that sort of evolved because back in the day, he That was an utter complete gun. lie. Well, here, here's the thing I couldn't figure out. Now, this is what I wanted to roundtable with you guys. So okay. what they pointed out was uh, early on, the comic book sellers, you know, they were selling a lot of adults read comics. I mean, right. it's yes. still that way today, but they were gritty crime novels. Let's, they were horror. And they then, were, I'm not trying to alienate any of our audience, yeah. but let's just be completely honest. Back in the day, a lot of adults read comics. Today, a lot of kids who've reached their 40s through 60s read comics. Okay, good point. Yeah, they, they can't set aside. We the, don't, yeah. you know. People back in the day read it. Read it, adults who read comics kind of read them from an adult point of view. We all still turn into kids as soon as we pick up that issue. It doesn't matter how old we get. Okay. We turn back into that eight-year-old who picked up their very first Batman at a newsstand and was like, "I don't know what this is, but it's going to be good." Sure. Well, here's what I couldn't figure out though. So basically, they went through. They said early on they came up with this idea for giving him a sidekick and and i mean i'm sorry i've always hated the notion of batman I mean, having a sidekick let alone a guy in a the goofiest looking uniform it is not going to protect him in a gunfight at all it makes him a target it's kind of creepy if you if you look at it on every level but the thing is alan they did not make batman any more kid friendly in fact he continued to kill people 
with Robin, so now it almost makes him worse. He's well, he's Robin's just the bait as soon as Robin <laughs> came out, man. Robin was kind of like, all right, Robin, draw their fire and run across yeah. the street. And this guy in a what would become a village people uniform goes charging out across the street. Everybody starts shooting, and Batman magically appears behind them in the darkness. Yeah. And that's not a fair right? fight. That's really? A, that's why you get the, uh, the young trained acrobat who can swing through the air with the greatest of ease. Because it's going to need to. That's going to freak people out. It's going to distract them. They're going to be shooting. Back in the day, criminals didn't know to lead their shots. Well, By here, that time, Batman's put them on their butt. Here is the, the explanation I've always heard was they said the problem with Batman, if you're writing Batman, was that he does nobody to talk to. Okay, well, he's got Alfred. Why don't they, you know, Dick Tracy oh, had his little radio thing. Why couldn't they have just, like, made an earpiece or something in in his cowl and he could have talked to Alfred right, or somebody. I, or he, the notion that he has to talk to right. a kid in a shiny, right. you know. Or or hang on a second. What'd you have to Wait, look Max, at? Wait, what'd you say, Max? Or he could have edgy monologues with himself. Yeah, yeah, well, he could talk to himself. But what you Moon have to do? remember who yeah. he was being designed to compete with. The Shadow? Uh, every uh, here's here's the thing with Batman. He has been around so long that there has always been an upstart competitor to Batman. Whether it was doesn't matter X Y Z comic book company. So every iteration of Batman was an iteration where they were trying to find that edge or trying to keep up with the Joneses. So Batman went from solitary crime figure, because that's what everybody was, like the Shadow. The Shadow was a solitary crime figure. Of You had all these characters, and then you had some team-ups, and the team-ups started doing good. So now you had to get Batman a, a Bat-dog or a Bat-girl or a Bat-boy or something. Yeah, that's when they floundered, though. I hate to say it. that the fifty well, they almost shut com they almost shut Batman down. It was so bad when that, it got to that. That was after the comics code was enforced. Well, that we we could get into the the comics code and seduction of the innocents and all that stuff, uh, but we would need two hours and an explicit tag on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, but, but <laughs> no, I mean, one of those, just I, keep I mean, in mind what was going on right around Batman every time you got a different Batman. Well. I guess what I'm wondering, though, is it's like it just sounds like they just threw a lot of stuff up against the wall Here, to see what sticks. Here's the thing. Exactly. That's 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 how every, uh, you know, blossoming, uh, you know, good crime fighter goes. You look at anybody who's a major, uh, you know, character in either of the two big, you know, big companies or even in the indies, uh, the ones who've been around for a while, you go back and you read their first few issues, they are not the same. They've evolved. They have changed for whatever reasons. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is, is that Batman sales were down amongst young readers. They gave him Robin to increase those sales because you, you know, you didn't want to, uh, you know, your young reader to uh, uh, relate to the, you know, curmudgeon, you know, orphan who's now fighting crime. Right. You needed to give something that was a little bit chipper. Well, I did have a thought too, you guys, and this is this is the other thing I wanted to round tip because you know I've always had a chip on my shoulder about Robin because I think it's the most ridiculous way. Right. Okay, I do think there is a way to incorporate young people into Batman in a legitimate way, and it's do just basically do exactly like what Sherlock Holmes did. He had those uh, 
the Baker Street, uh, what, what was that called? It was all the group of, like, street urchins that were basically his eyes and ears. They would go all over London, and they, they were able to go places nobody else would because nobody paid mm. attention to them, and they were like his... Uh, the Irregulars. The, yes. the Irregulars, or yeah. Or even like in the book of Boba Fett, those um, the bike gang that he had work for him. Right. Yeah, yeah, do that, and you could still have them in court. And, and to me, it gives you more variety. It just, it's always bugged me that, that he's, I don't know, it's, you know, which is why I'm glad so far this new Batman. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know. I really, you know, I like the Robin, and I like the Batman family as a whole, but I can understand where Joe's coming from. God knows you'd never want to bring your kid to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, but Joe, on what you, you do, do for bring a your living. kid to work with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. My son Jeremy, he works with me uh, building decks and things. But, but no, it's uh, it's it's mostly just because I take Batman is such a brilliantly conceived character, even though he basically has been stolen from fifty different characters that came before. But it's just something about him that uh, you know. But let's put it this way: a lot of other characters wouldn't survive eighty years. Well. Uh, you know, with with all the goofy things they've they've had Batman do, somehow he still endures. So there's got to be at the at the heart of it, he's a compelling character. Well, he he is a standard, uh, Byronic archetype. He is the sullen, damaged yet moving forward character. That I I, I don't know the the character's been redone a thousand times. But as far as a comic book character goes. Uh, the Batman also appeals to a lot of people that felt they've been done wrong. Yeah. Yep. And in some iterations, uh, the Batman is a normal, everyday human going to extraordinary lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other versions, he is above other people because he's super rich. Right. Or, you know, they just answered a whole lot of issues with... You know, how does Batman have all this stuff? Well, he can afford it. Yeah. You know, just it's that kind of thing. Right. I, I love the one answer the Ben Affleck version gave to Superman. <laughs> you know, how'd you, how'd you get the house back from the bank? I bought the bank. Right. <laughs> you know, it just, it's, it, just, it, it, it's, it's neater that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but, that was, uh, never mind. It, it, was, it was a simple, easy quote, but it really summed up kind of where those characters had evolved to at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do like of, of what I've seen of the new one is we're, we're going to be ho- hopefully less special effects and more acting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's about his sight. It's about his personality because uh, one of the things, you know, one nice thing, uh, Brandon, and I yeah, was hoping. Yeah, he didn't have one. No, well, Okay. I was hoping maybe later in the show you could give us some recommended reading because there's uh, there's some uh, basically there's every Ooh. generation of uh, Batman. There's things that we could do uh, if you like Robin or whatever. So later in the show, I'm, I thought we could do. I'm going to tell that. you right now exactly okay. what everybody who's even remotely interested in Batman should read. Okay. There is a book, and actually there may be multiple volumes to it at this point. I'm getting I, I'm I'm remembering from being young, and I'm getting old, so there. For there's even more, but it's called the greatest Batman stories ever told. Is that okay? And I, I hits, know I have that, but I'm trying to remember. Is that an '80s book? Uh, I believe that the first uh, release was back at just after Crisis, which would be in the mid '80s. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, there's multiple volumes, and follow that up with the greatest Joker stories ever told. 
Yeah, and you can get the and you you can even get them online if you want to, right? You right, don't right. Have to, uh, you don't have to just get the I'm physical. Not, book. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you you know uh, which which uh, you know service to use because they all have their pros and flaws. Uh, but the uh, you know you can put. I would suggest going to your local bookstore that will that will order them, whether it's a comic shop or you know uh, you know. Any really any bookstore will order to get your business these days. They can all get a hold of them through various uh, retailers, and usually you can get them cheaper these days in omnibus form than you can even digitally, which is ridiculous in my book, uh, my opinion. Right. But it's just the way it is. And there's something about reading a comic in your hand. Well, and and not on a tablet. Yeah, I I do agree. It's the kind of thing where. You know, it's it's it is nice to have a physical thing, and it's just something that you're going to kind of want to keep and pass down. Uh, but um, but my... it, but honestly, if you want a Batman book that is going to be kind of in the vein of what you're fixing to see in theaters, pick up Batman Noir. Mm. Uh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo, but don't quote me on it. I don't have the mind in front of me, but it is it is definitely a more down-to-earth take on Batman. They also did a Joker book, which is phenomenal. You know, you talk about things that do a deep dive on the Joker, that will nail it. They don't have one for the Riddler yet, but he does show up in the Joker book, which he's pretty cool in that. Yeah, and and I think because, you know, people have gotten in the habit these days, it's like really, you know, the comics have been kicked to the curb, and it's mostly about, especially in the Marvel Universe, but uh, it's like it's good to revisit really well-written comics and remind yourself where these characters came from, so. I mean, I'm a a big fan of, you know, telling people, read the source material. Right. Maybe see the movie before you read the source material, but definitely read the source material. Well, that's what I was wondering is, is which do you do first? So because I, 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 I've been warming up by I've been watching you know a lot of anime. I, I say books. definitely you know hit it from the lesser medium. Okay. And when I say that, you can't put everything in a book into the movie. There's going to be stuff that is very important to the storyline that gets cut. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue some of the Batman uh, discussion later in the show, but we're gonna take a little b- break from that. Uh, Brandon, you're going to be spearheading a new, uh, it's the Taste of Space, uh, and you're teaming up with the folks from the, it came from the international market. This will be juicy. Uh, You're listening to Geek Tank Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Geek Tank Radio. I didn't steal it. I made that item. Made it with the magic that I stole. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. That's the kind of circular reason Brandon is always trying to throw at me, Brandon. I, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I just I, I, I learned it from you working at the convention. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and uh, our buddy Max back at the studio who sounds he sounds like, you know, through the air I can hear he's got a spring in his step. He's really enjoying not having us around. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't get to see the faces he makes when he's behind the glass behind you. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, anyway, Max, uh, you know, well, you're keeping the the but, you know, you're pushing the buttons and you're keeping oh, us I'm on the air. Oh, I'm pushing somebody's buttons. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for that, we're thankful. And of course, today we've been talking a lot about Batman, which but we're not going to talk about Batman anymore. Right. I could do that all day, but but let's let's we let's know. be fair. Believe me, we know. Yeah. yeah. So, Alan, uh, this is this is a sort of a team up. Um, you've got your hooks into this thing. It's I a, do. It's and a video and a, you know audio team up basically so tell yeah. us what we're about to do 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to introduce Scott J. Carroll and say, Scott, why don't you tell them about It Came From the International Market? Well, thanks, Alan. I would love to tell everyone about It Came From the International Market. Also, hi, I'm here now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott's a good dude. I don't know how why you team up with Alan, but, but you know. I've always figured that what happened was that Alan rescued Scott from a gang of ruffians when Scott was, like, four. Yeah, he's beholden to him for something because and he's So shoot- he owes him something because he puts up with a lot from Alan. Yeah, but I can't do acrobatics. You're, you have too much <laughs> dignity. That's and, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. well, anyway. Uh, so uh, our show, uh, it came from the international market. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, um, Alan goes to the international market, and he buys things that we would never normally eat, and then we have to eat or drink them live on camera for the first time. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day when he shows up with something that looks like food but isn't, and just to see you <laughs> chew it like, you know, it's like, why does it taste like erasers? Because it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure we tried that. I think it came from Turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Brandon had an idea, and uh, we I am here at the home show with you guys, and I am I am down to try space. Ah, yes. So uh, Coca-Cola has started a new thing called Coca-Cola Creations, and they are going to be limited runs of sodas, uh, altered flavoring. Uh, They've said that some of these may go on as long as three months. Some of them may only go on as long as two weeks where they'll have an availability window. And this is the first one, and it is the Starlight Edition. Uh, We have the zero sugar, uh, you know, flavor here because that's just the one I preferred. Did you get this edition quickly? I did. Oh, so you got the Starlight Express. I like it. Oh, Yes, yes. Uh, This place is all full of dead jokes. Yeah, I was about to say. So... Uh, I, I tr- you know, I ordered it as soon as CNN dropped the press release, and uh, they told me then I couldn't have the zero sugar. I only could get the leaded. So they send me the, the the fully sugared, and I try it, and I'm like going, okay, I got to make other people try this. <laughs> and everybody who tried it gave me a different flavor combination, oh. off the, you know, from their taste. And so I was like, all right. I got to get the guys from, you know, it came from the international market because while it didn't come from the international market, it did come from the local Kroger, which if you've been in a local Kroger lately. Mm. Close enough. Close enough. Uh, (laughs) I I do like the fact that Kroger's branching out and I can get things there that I used to have to hunt for at at the, you know, fresh, you know, the international markets because. I, I don't like driving too far away anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. Yeah. So the, yeah. the anyway. joy of this is kind of similar to what you said. With International Market, it's three of us that are usually trying something either really great or really terrible. Right. And we'll find reasons why we agree it's great or terrible that could completely differ. Right. And and I've, I've watched you guys do it I, when you guys did it at the convention. I've watched the videos. I have seen the things that Alan has purchased for you and cringed many times at the very beginning of the video going, oh, this is not going to go well. Shrimp crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can now get on GoPro. Uh, Yes, you can. So what we're going to do here is I have these micro cans. They're only seven and a half fluid ounces. Uh, I don't need you to drink. I don't need you to drink the whole thing. I just need you to, you know, taste it. But before we taste it, I'm going to ask each of you what you think space is going to taste like. And I'm going to start with Alan. And I know he's going to give me the the NASA answer. Well, yeah, well, you've already we we've already talked about the NASA answer, and, uh-huh. and and you pointed out it's not what space smells like; it's what you smell like coming back from space. Right. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you that argument. Of, I think we're going to go... Ooh, I don't know. Uh, we're probably going to get close to Ghostbusters. Okay, I'm, so you're I'm, thinking I'm like predicting the like the Stay Puff Ghost Gozer marshmallowy, okay, cloudy flavory kind of thing. Okay, I'm looking for something Swedish, I guess. Sweet. Okay, I was I was mm. gonna not say not Swedish. Yeah, sweetish. Yes, okay. yes. Can, can I say something? Yeah. Okay, so in space. Well, for one thing, you can't smell what it's like in space because you die with your helmet off and everything. However, yeah. if everything's like a vacuum, maybe there is no smell. Like you said, you're smelling the barbecue of the astronaut that was exposed to mm-hmm. radiation. Yeah. Okay, that's just my one. Radiation but, smells great. Right. But I, So my v- first vote is there's a lack of smell. But my second thought is with, with uh, Coca-Cola, this is going to tell us, whatever this actually tastes like is going to tell us a lot about their perceptions of space is this mm. going to have a twinkly mm. sweet kind of whatever smell that that makes you think of uh uh you know i don't know what like well, something shiny and bright or is it going to have a, a dark and gritty which is what it should taste like although it'd be less appealing if it tastes space, like an ashtray no it's one not can gonna hear be, you gag right so <laughs> all right the, scott i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to you because joe's rambling now yeah uh, well based off the colors on this can and what it looks like i'm thinking it might have some kind of like mixed berry or kind of berry flavor. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm iffy on that. All right. So you guys ready? Uh, yep. Uh, All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Here, you're going to hear the, 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 you know, the gurgle, basically. Oh, that that was a good one. That was a All good right. snap. Here, 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 here goes this one. All right. All right. Was Joe going to pop his? Oh, Come I'm sorry. Joe. I didn't know that was mine. Joe, so. you're, you're in on this. Yeah. Hmm. So we're, here we go. Yeah. Interesting so. smell. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, you guys actually it, sniff things oh, like yeah, it's yeah, wine yeah, or something. Yeah. So. They're, they're, they're coat sommeliers. It's a unique bouquet. Yeah, well, it, it definitely has a... Uh... Hmm. All right. All right. Are we supposed to say honestly if we don't like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't expect you to like it. You don't like anything good. Well, I like... Hey, for fair warning, if you're from Coca-Cola, I drink a Diet Coke every morning. Right. That's my. So I'm, lo- I'm loyal on that end, but I can't say I, I'm a fan of this one. Okay. But what did you taste? I tasted like it reminded me of the gum in the Bazooka Joe bubblegum packs okay. or something. So it, it tastes very, it doesn't taste like, uh, it tastes very artificial. I so. can see where you got that, but you're wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, very specifically, this is very specific. It tastes like you made a s'more and then took the marshmallow off and are eating just the marshmallow. Right. Because okay. you've got a hint of the graham cracker. <laughs> But there's some s'moreishness. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. S'moreishness. I, um, I hear now that you're saying it, I do I do pick up. And on the more that, it so. sits on the tongue, I'm getting like a cotton candy aftertaste. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't like it, Brandon. It tastes <laughs> I didn't way expect, too heavy. I didn't so, expect yeah. you to. Okay. Right. Yeah. Scarily, uh-huh. it is exactly what I expected. <laughs> it is somewhere halfway between Joe and 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 Scott. It has a. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's sweet, right? It's that cotton candy, marshmallowy kind of, you know, that sweet that's one step off of good sweet, right? Yeah, yeah like it yeah. doesn't leave your tongue. <laughs> okay, now you've had your first drink. Yeah, try it again, Alan. I'll say, here we go. All right, let's try. Yeah. Oh, okay. what is it? 
Why does it taste different the second time? Because it's space. What I figure, this is my, my what, personal opinion what, on it, how? is that at fir- it, your first taste is exactly how the campground Yankee Candle smells. It smells, it tastes like a s'more. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. And, and, and a little bit of camp ash. Oh, but then goodness. the next one is almost kind of a overly sweetened Fruit Loop. Do we know if there's that Miracle Berry stuff in this? Because that could explain why the taste changes. It might have well, something to they, do with being it, exposed it to say, oxygen, I guess. It does say fruit and vegetable juice for color. Oh. Mm. But, you know. It also says phenylalanine. Yeah, so it might kill you. <laughs> I mean. I'll give it this. A, a larger sip of this does ease more towards Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's because you're getting the zero sugar. Right. It does ease over towards um, towards. The Diet Coke, but it still has that, again, sweetie taste that's that one notch off of good sweetie taste. Are, are, yeah. are, you, are you ready for your mind to, like, just completely implode? Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm ready. I'm Take here. a third drink. Yeah, I was oh, going, guys, we're going right. for the third Hang swig on. here right now. So. Hang on. So we're going to, you know. All right. Hey, we're on here the air, you guys. Interesting. Kind of brings back a little bit of the first. Yeah, though it's it's what what are you doing? Why did what did you do to us? I am magic. What? How? how? I stole that magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm still how got that you? funky marshmallowy. Yeah. Don't hold it in your mouth. Yeah, no, don't, no, don't no, hold no, it. No, no, don't no. hold Drink it. It's, it. Do not yeah. savor it. It's not wine. You're no. not spitting it back mm, into the cup. No, no, it is not. It is not wine. No. I promise you that. It is. Oh, I. I'm. I'm. I'm it's, gonna. It's. I'm gonna stick with my original statement. It's that just. Per, for you adult listeners out there, it makes an amazing mixture. Oh, I'm oh, sure it I does. Imagine, yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards there might be some kind of Miracle Berry stuff in this, but it would be interesting to have something similar to this uh, with the whole panel from International Market because I, I would like to blow their minds. Right. Well, is anybody going to buy this? Are you guys going to buy this? Dude, dude, I'm sitting here with a 20-ounce right in front of me. I have bought a ton. Okay. I'm not going to. It's one of those no. weird kind of like you don't really like it flavors that's horrifyingly going to grow on you. This okay. is Mountain Dew mm. Johnson City Gold all over again. All right. <laughs> that's drop the mic material right there. Well, you're listening to uh, Geek Tank Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar Memphis. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk off the air. We're going to take a quick break and figure out what we're going to do next. Geek Tank Radio. (laughs) News Talk 98.9. The roar of Memphis. That pretty much describes my feelings about that new Coke flavor. (laughs) I don't like it at all. That's just Joe's opinion right there. That's Joe's opinion on everything. No, that's my emotions about not being able to torment you all anymore today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Max is really missing this. So sad, Max. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbert and uh, our buddy Max behind the glass back at the studio and our friend Scott J. Carroll, who Alan really works much harder than he needs to. He's uh, <laughs> sort of multi-purpose. Oh, oh, uh, you can't blame Alan for all of that. I've seen what Scott's resume has been like just since he's been in Memphis. Uh, you had like 74 jobs. It's added a page. It's yeah. added a page to the resume. Yeah. Hey, uh, Scott, we didn't we didn't bring it up, and I don't want to start a long conversation because you know we got things to do, Alan. But mm. uh, he wants to talk about Batman again. I want to I want to just you know round it out. But but Scott, we I'm a big fan of your uh, story time on mm. uh, Geeky Side TV. Yes, your story your 
Just check them out, folks. I'm not going to even say anything else about it. They're very well produced. I like how you take the mundane and mm. make it entertaining, and they're nice, digestible episodes, maybe 10 minutes long. All right. so yeah, 10 ten, probably the longest, but they're all, all right. things that have actually happened, and it's that banality of life when you turn it around to realize how absurd everything truly is. Right. That's right. when you just get to have fun. Right. Well, as, as good as those videos are, though, I'm going to say that if you get a chance to, and you hear that Scott J. Carroll is going to be somewhere doing improv or telling stories, you need to try and be there because there's a bigger energy <laughs> when he's actually there. Uh, we had we had him doing both storytelling and uh, improv at the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention this past November, and my goodness, yeah, <laughs> well. It's just, Scott, you know how to you know how to control an audience, sir. Please, Scott, my head can only get so big. Scott's a dynamic thinker, so Scott, we want to round out today. It's you know, look, I'm gonna Alan's gonna steer the conversation to food. I'm steering it to Batman. <laughs> and, uh, so let's let's round out. So we're gonna roast Batman. Well, between us and Alan, tastes probably, like chicken. Alan probably shouldn't even be in on this because he doesn't like anything. He's kind of like Mikey. From <laughs> Life Wait, however, who doesn't like anything? However, there's always new Batman fans every generation. There's mm-hmm. there's a 13 year old kid out there. They're on the fence. Should I should I watch Batman? Should I not? So uh, I'm gonna just give out a few of my recommendations real quick in a way to get ready for the new Batman movie. You guys feel free to chime in with yours, and this is just uh, in no particular order. I would say if you're interested in the psychology of Batman and seeing something that's probably going to have a similar texture to the uh, movie that's coming up, I would read any of the first, like, 50 or 100 issues of the Legends of the Dark Knight comic book. It and you got to do this by Thursday, people. It came out in the, uh, it came out in the uh, early 90s, well, actually late 80s, and it, 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 it really sh- it shows Batman when he was a rookie, basically, and it's very similar to what we're going to see here, and it really dives into his into his mental state and it's just it, they're they're all really well written and the if i one, care to talk and if i care to delve into like mental yeah. stuff as well i would recommend my personal one is arkham asylum a serious house on serious earth by grant morrison that kind of oh. de- what i like about this comic too is it kind of develops arkham asylum as a character and everything because gotham is very much a character and everything mm. absolutely and that was on my list max you're 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 100 right and the artwork fits it's very interesting. I know people are of mixed emotions about that book, Brandon. I mean, it's, are you a fan? Because I love it. It it's is it is, my... a gr- it is a great read through, especially if you want to delve into the history behind Gotham and especially Arkham Asylum. Uh, but it is it can be a slog to get through if you're not big on reading. If you want if you want to look at something for the pretty pictures, it's got the beautiful art. But there is just it's one of the deepest Batman reads you'll ever go into. It's it's fascinating and it's very subtle too. So it's like you're, you make sure for one thing you have good lighting when you're reading because the oh, art yeah. is very subtle. But you might it might take you five minutes to look at a picture and see everything that's in it. It's so detailed. So uh, another one that I think is going to be in keeping with the tone of what's coming up is the Long Halloween. It's a twelve part series. You can get it in in one. Can, uh, one graphic novel, and actually, this is one situation, Brandon, where the animated version of this translated beautifully. You and I are big fans it, of that, it, it, it's, and it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. It. It's in two parts. Has HBO put up one that's uh, edited together yet? I, I don't know. I watched right. them both. It, it, it really doesn't matter. There's such a seamless jump from the first part to the second part. It is one of the best modern animated uh, you know, DC films. Uh, this past this you know this past era of DC films haven't been great, 
but this one knocks it out of the park. Yeah, this one is outstanding. So, And then my last one I would say is the Mask of the Phantasm, which is an mm. offshoot of the uh, animated series. And even almost 30 years later, that thing still uh, holds up. Mm -hmm. it's, it's great. So the, those are those are my recommendations. The story of Andrea Beaumont and her tentative relationship with Bruce Wayne. Yep, yep. Uh, very good, but uh, what do you, what do you guys got? What do you want to throw in? Um, you know, if I'm going to tell you to to actually just to you know specific stories to read uh, for the Batman, um, I'm not going to go. I'm going to say Batman Year One. You need to read Batman Year One, which oh, since this movie this one. movie is basically Batman Year Two. Yeah. And uh, so you know you're going to get an interesting look at you know both Batman's formative years as well as Catwoman's. Yeah, no, and that is a one. classic, too. Uh, yeah. I will also recommend, uh, which doesn't have really any bearing on the upcoming movie, I recommend reading The Killing Joke and follow that up with a two-week a, a two break and then read The Three Jokers. The Three, oh, yeah, Three Jokers is very good. The Killing Joke, it's, it's uh, don't let it's your 10-year-old read yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, it, it. It's pretty gritty. It's pretty gritty. Yeah. So, so uh, Scott, where do you fall? What, what's what's your go-to Batman? So he's gonna say <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, admittedly, I didn't read as many comics. Most of my absorption was uh, through the animated series, right. movies, and TV shows. I would say honestly, seasons one through five of the animated series, when it was okay. still being produced by Fox, right. um, and Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. All like the early Batman, the early animated series Batman. You get. Some heavy, heavy stuff for what was at the time a kid's show. But you get a good look into Bruce Wayne Batman. Because one of my gripes consistently was we don't see enough Bruce Wayne in presented media like movie shows. We only see, we mostly see Batman. Right. right. And I was always, I always liked that dichotomy, that dynamic of how would Bruce do this yep. as opposed to just... Um, and the animated series gave us a little more Bruce. Right. And you do get a good look... Because um, one of the early episodes, one of the, there was an actress who was on soap who was doing a guest voice for the episode, but she basically calls Batman out uh, about who he really is, who Bruce about. It's just it's great. Those are absolutely the ones that I I recommend. Okay, yeah, I mean, and you can't go wrong. In the animated series, you talk about something that holds up. Even now, I watch it, and it's just. The way they did that, like where they basically started with black paper, that's how yeah. they get that crime, and then they draw, and uh, the whole thing about it's just, it, it holds up, and it's, I, I, I'd call it fundamental Batman. And that's one where I actually don't even mind Robin, like in yeah. that one. He's, he's kind of cool. Well, uh, Before they switched studios to WB, it was yeah. still. Yeah, when it, when it went from, uh, you know, Batman the Animated Series to The Adventures of Batman and Robin, the art style changed, the writing fell off, and it just wasn't as fun. Yeah, yeah. But Interesting. Hey, guys, we, I, I just got a special word. This is coming off, hot off the press. You guys get an extra 20 minutes of Geek Tank. We're not closing. We're not going anywhere, folks. Yay! Keep your dial tuned in to 98.9 FM. Uh, we're going to be back. I guess we have some bonus uh, Geek Tank. Bonus Stand material. By. Geek Tank Radio. God. Leave us. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Can we say, Alan, leave us? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> just wow. kidding, Let's Alan. Let's no. What is this button right here? Yeah, doing that's it. Well, you've been, <laughs> your finger's been hovering over that button. So, uh, hey, guys, welcome to a bonus uh, bonus content. 20 minutes or whatever we're going to get here of a mm, bonus yeah, yeah, tank. Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting that. Hey, they Scott, riff for me, us. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
if you're just tuning, all right, I'm back. Yeah, if you're just tuning in and you're waiting for the pregame for basketball, sorry, you got us for the next uh, few mm. minutes. But uh, hey, if uh, we are down here we at do the. Home show of the Mid-South. We're doing it live. We've actually got an audience, if you want to call it. Uh, it's sort of odd. It's it's almost like we're in a in an aquarium. And yeah, yeah, are, it's, we're, it's like we're in a zoo and people I are walking past. I can't you know. think of how often I've wanted to drown Joe in a fish tank. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, you get, so you, what is it, if it's an audience for five seconds or 20 seconds, it's, you know. Well, you know, we, we accused Joe of being a goldfish before. All eyes so. are on us, bro. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a different experience, and Max is back uh, having a riot. He's 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 kicking his feet back oh, over yeah. at the uh, he, he is in so studio. sitting in our chairs, uh, he's, he's like he's playing on the PJs, board. He's in his PJs, he doesn't have know. shoes on. Right, yeah, yeah, he's probably sitting in our chairs just mm-hmm. to, well, just to just show to, us that he yep, can. Yep. But uh, we got our buddy Scott J. Carroll here, who's a fixture over at Geeky Side TV, and we've been weighing in because, let's face it, you know, I know, I know, uh, in terms of excitement, Brandon and I are super excited about the new Batman movie coming up, and Alan, you know, I think Alan is too, but he's never going to admit it. No, no, no. Alan's excitement comes from the idea of dashing your dreams next week on Geek Tank Radio. Yeah, I mean, Alan, you know, that's the hope. Because if this, I've, I've I've crushed his dreams many times before. It'll be, you know, yeah. All well, you gotta do is bring up the Cubs and if, just watch them sink. <laughs> okay. If this if this Batman movie isn't like the greatest Batman movie ever, I'm gonna find it disappointing only mm. because of how I've built it up in my own mind. Right. Yes. Right. And it's like, and plus, uh, you know, the thing is, it's like, and if I end up not liking it, I'm gonna blame you as if this was revenge for Terminator Genesis. Oh gosh! Ooh, okay, wow. that's a deep cut, oof, folks. Just go back. But anyway, I'll, let me let me just let everybody know. I went and saw Terminator Genesis at a midnight sneak preview. Mm. It was horrible. So I told yes. Joe and Laura they have to see this. This is an amazing movie. I just didn't tell them it was amazingly bad. Ah, uh, we left out it. You wonderful monster, you. Yeah, we. You know, Brandon's got this ongoing thing. Of yeah, I'm not getting into me. heaven. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> it's just not happening. But but you know, here at Geek Tank Radio, at least I do. I take my uh, I take our role serious as being informative, and uh, mm. and there's people out there that don't know as much as you do about uh, Batman, Brandon. They they might we might be the uh, we might be the hinge that either gets mm. them into the Batman universe or sends them away. Packing. No. Alan's going to be the one to tell them to watch the '66 Batman, and that's you know. That's you know that's no, not a, uh, that's no, that is a, that but, is a good thing to do. No, but, but, but you know the hinge is going to be the four of your friends all went. We got tickets to the movie. You're going. Okay, <laughs> that's but, how that person but, winds up there. You Brandon, haven't been out of the house in a month. Yeah, come on. Mm. Scott uh, Scott gave us some good recommendations in terms of uh, Batman the animated series. You cannot really go wrong. Although I will say by season four. When they changed art styles, I, I and changed the whole tone, I, they lost me on that. So I would say the first yeah. three seasons, uh, for sure. We've given you some recommended reading, but uh, Brandon, how about this? You're I know you're big into the Bat Family, so if right. you wanted to encourage somebody to read something with with good content with Robin, right now there is a mini series going on. The first five issues are out. The sixth issue will be out later in March, and that is Robin's. It deals with. A, uh, there's a mission that uh, Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne, and Stephanie Brown are all working together. Mm. They've been, they've basically been set up by someone who may or may not be the proto Robin, uh. the, the 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 first test Robin, who failed their gauntlet. And you get to find <laughs> out the gauntlet for each one of these characters. 
you also get to find out what would have happened, what the perfect life would have, for these characters would have been if they'd never become Robin. Mm, okay. Wait, this sounds like it's a wonderful life or something. So. It, it is. There's a lot There's a lot of uh, you know, mental manipulation in order to try and break these characters. And that's a new, it, it, is it a miniseries? Yeah. It's like yeah. A, okay. It's one more issue. There, uh, there there's is, six issues total. There is one thing that I, I have been noticing with, in an increasing way with, with comics and with comic book media mm-hmm. is it's opening the door for a lot more access to genuine psychological issues. Oh, yeah. And it lets people explore and express these things in a much more uh, approachable way. It's yeah, true. It's true. true. Uh, and, and there's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of you know, books that have been published on things like psychology and Batman, uh, the philosophy of the philosophy of, philosophy i can speak mm, english mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, philosophy of the dc icons you know mm. you know the the paragons of superman and wonder woman and batman and flash marchman and all those characters you know they fit the mold of you know the pantheon and and how all that also relates to the various conditioning we've gone through with our mental states as we've grown up one one of the wonderful things and uh, i really wish i i could see more of this is watching uh, psychologists and psychiatrists mm. approach a subject and go, okay, let's look at this from this point of view. Right. From the point of view of the psychiatrist or the psychologist, what is, what is Batman doing in this moment? Is he compartmentalizing? Is yeah. he rationalizing? Like, that adds this unique extra layer and depth yeah. to something that we didn't see there before. Huh. So you've read the the psychology of Batman because that's exactly what you're describing right now. Yeah. That is an outstanding book. I have the audio book version. I think I did a review of that last. You did. Year you did. It's a, uh, yeah. You're right. You're right, Scott. It's 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 a it's a vehicle to tell really complex and interesting stories. It also, it, strangely enough, uh, comics have also been a great way for people to deal with you know their mm-hmm. issues like anxiety, depression, uh, you know, trauma, trauma, definitely with trauma. Uh, the problem is, is that if you are introduced to these these same books that could be helpful, in the wrong fashion, it can help you uh, basically justify your bad behaviors. Right. How many people have we seen go, "Oh, I, my relationship goals are the Joker and Harley Quinn"? No, 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 no they're no, not. No, they're not. No. If your relationship goals are to basically gaslight and. and, and physically beat your uh, your significant other, Mm-mm. you are Mm-mm. on the wrong path. Your, your relationship goal should also not be Romeo and Juliet. No, they were two no. 14-year-olds who didn't know what they were doing. Nope. And wound up dead. Well, six people and, wound up yeah, dead. And, and, yeah. and for those people who go, well, Harley was smart. She got away from him. She's with Poison Ivy now. Pamela Isley is just as mentally abusive to Harley Quinn over the course of their relationship than the, as the Joker was physically. I don't know, man. I've I've read way too many comics. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and I've studied behavioralism. So I mean, you know where my brain goes. Well, now I will give uh, I will give one of the animated series a little credit. Of I did enjoy the Batman Beyond. Oh yeah. That's because you want all those gadgets. Well, a. What do you mean want? <laughs> B. Of it was those were just prototypes. Of it was nice to see. The, the Bruce Wayne character not as the savior. Yes. yes. Bruce is now 80-something years old and on a cane, 
and this is the smart aleck little protege that is kind of taking things his own direction. And what's really great about that is the fact that Bruce has already run off everybody else who worked with him. Yes. You know, Dick Grayson doesn't want to be anywhere near him. Tim had a massive trauma when it came to dealing with the Joker. Barbara resents him. Right. It's just, yeah. Now, what was fun about that, though, is you did not truly have a partnership. You sort of have a mentorship. But, you know, you have two characters that are driven to do basically the same thing for drastically different reasons. Yeah. And, and it's interesting to see, you know, when he can't take action, uh, you know, bat, seeing Bruce Wayne kind of, I don't know, man. Uh, and the, the coolest, Where it's all about his brains at this point. Exactly. Yeah. It and was the, nice to see Bruce Wayne being the intellectual yeah. that he was supposed to be. And then, you know, finding out later on uh, that, you know, Terry McGinnis, uh, you know, he, you know, he's got a little brother. He, his, he's got a mom. His dad is, did get killed in the very beginning, right. so he has that, you know, avenge my family situation. Just you know, right. not completely. Uh, and then to find out later on in Justice League Unlimited, in you know, towards their finale, that his entire creation was manipulated by mm-hmm. Amanda Waller. Yes, right. she stole Bruce's DNA and injected it into a baby. Yes. <laughs> well, well. see, now, you brought up a character that persists throughout the DC Universe with Amanda Waller. Yes, the wall. And she is an amazing character in manipulation, power, mm. government, behind the scenes. And the idea that she will stare Batman into his beady eyes and not miss a beat because she ain't afraid of it. Well, no. She is... Um, I, I think her character has been well represented on screen and in character, at least well, by the actress who played in, her. In most cases, yes. Yeah. Whether it be uh, CCH Pounder p- playing her in the animated series yes. or mm-hmm. Viola Davis playing her in both Suicide Squad movies as well as Peacemaker. Uh, they're both, not, they're not both just so, powerful presences, yeah, those not actresses. Not so much... Uh, as she was utilized in the Green Lantern movie, but we don't no. talk about that movie unless we're in a Deadpool movie making fun of it. Yeah. 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 It just make, make, make sure the suit's not animated or green. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brandon, um, there's one more I want to recommend, too, because uh, uh, before we before we uh, get out of here today, okay. there's, a, there's an animated... Um, Oh, Sub-Zero. There's an animated uh, movie, and it's all about, it's got Mr. Freeze. It is a full-length movie. It's got a little Batgirl in there. But what it, what it showcases, in my opinion, which is some of my favorite Batman, is that he's a compassionate character. Yeah. And he actually can, he you know, among other things, Batman at his best, the, the stories I like the best are where he, he has a level of compassion, and he uses violence scientifically. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't go after these. Uh, he doesn't go after a bunch of street thugs with. I'm just going to break their face. Right. I'm going to. I'm going to put this. I'm going to make this guy's arm hurt for for five hours, and uh, or this other guy. I'm going to scare him. He's 19 years old. He's some rookie. I'm going to scare him to where he's never going to try this again right. or something. And it's not about anger. It's about rehabilitation. You could say. Which and you is know, there's very interesting. There's a lot of really good stories behind that. Uh, if you're a fan of Red Hood or Jason Todd's Robin. Mm. Uh, you know, the whole thing was he was a he he was a street thug. He got caught stealing the hubcaps off the Batmobile. That's how Bruce meets him. Yeah. Bruce 
trains him, but he's got anger issues. You know, of course, that leads to recklessness, which eventually leads to his death at the hands of the Joker. Um, and then there's punching of walls and dead people coming back, but that's because DC crises get weird. Um, but we found out, you know, I mean, you get to see Bruce's compassionate side a lot, you know, especially in stories that deal with Mr. Freeze. Uh, in the animated series, he tries to help Victor save his wife. Multiple in times. The, in, the, in the movie, uh, Batman and Robin, it's the only good thing about that movie is when he has, you know, he lets Victor know that they got there in time to save Nora. Right. Uh, you know, we most recently, uh, a storyline that's running through, uh, Tim Drake's storyline that's running through uh, Batman Urban Legends, where he's coming out as bisexual, and he's so scared to tell Bruce because Bruce has been like a father to him. Well, in the midst of all this, they're also dealing with the fear state, you know, stuff that's been going on in Gotham. And people are angry with Batman because he wasn't able to protect them. And he goes into a group of people, and he basically just lets them unload on him, and then he hugs the guy. Okay. And, you know, of course, you know, he, you know, he, he tells, you know, Tim at the end, he's like, you don't ever have to worry about it. I'll always be proud of you because you're my son. You know, you get to see that side of Bruce where he has made those connections. Without the Bat family, Joe, I don't think he would have ever been that character. He would have been the angry curmudgeon, you know, uh, loner alone in the cave because he would have eventually run off everybody like he does in Wayne of Gotham by Tracy Hickman, which is my last Batman recommendation for this episode. Okay. All right. It's well, a great I- story that deals more with Thomas and Martha Wayne than it does with Bruce. But it's seen through his eyes as he's learning more about his family's past. Well, you know, folks, if you've got strong feelings about Batman or, you know, which I didn't want to turn this into the Batman podcast, but let's face it. How often does a new Batman movie come out and how often does something? Every three to four years. Every so many years. (laughs) Yeah, but this one's different. This one just seems like it's going to be different. So go over to uh, Geek Tank Radio to our Facebook page. As long uh, as he doesn't sparkle, it's going to be great. Mm. Yeah, check it out. Send us your messages. Let us know what you think. have have been so good. He's a he's a dang good actor. He's an amazing I, I actor. Don't care what continue, does. Joe. We're having a side conversation. <laughs> yeah, don't don't, don't let me interrupt. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We're uh, just on the radio, you know. And if you uh, if you want to check out any of our past shows, go to uh, go to our Spotify. That's always good. But go to geektankradio.com. Go to the uh, Facebook page, and we we like to hear from you. And sometimes even Brandon will bring up other topics that are you know. In the news or topics that are worthy of debate or something like that. So, I mean, it's, oh, you know, it's uh, Are we talking about the Facebook page? Yeah. Well, yeah. among other things. So, yeah. I, I really got to update that more often. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, but but stay in touch. And especially this week, this is going to be a pivotal week. And I'm I'm staying clear of the Internet. You're not going to catch me anywhere near it. Like I, live I, on, I live on the Internet. I have to fight with people on Twitter or else I can't get my through my day. Okay. Mm. So you'll fight on Twitter but won't fight on Facebook? Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's a response time, you know. Okay. It, it's the internet. It's instant. No, no. Facebook is uh, algorithm sucks. Um, <laughs> you got better insults on Twitter. Yeah. Short and sweet. Go. Scott, are you going to see the movie? I didn't even ask. Are you seeing Batman? <laughs> What's a Batman? <laughs> Whomst? No. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go see it. Um, I did watch the. Um, Get him out of here. Okay. No, um, I watched some of the teasers. I watched some of the stuff that's come out so far. Waiting for it, and um, I do agree with what you said earlier. It does look, um, it does look a little more grounded. It looks a little less special effect heavy, uh, more more realistic in the sense of I can see this situation happening in this type of place. 
Um, and like we were just having a wonderful side conversation about um, Robert Pattinson. I think is he's a great actor. He's, he's, he's awesome. I had never had any problem with him playing the character. No, no. no. Um, I, and hopefully, I'm kind of hoping that in this one, like we talked about earlier, we get a little more Bruce. It, it looks like we're gonna. I mean, it just yeah. it, it looks good. And I, and honestly, a big hats off to Matt Reeves because they they didn't just give the whole thing away. Knock on wood. Well, if there's a murder mystery in there, they still got a lot of uh, secrets that they've kept. So, right. I, like I said, just you know, I'm I'm gonna hunker in. I'm not gonna talk to anybody for the next week till I get to see this, and then uh, we'll report back. And I'm sure we'll have a spoiler-heavy discussion. Absolutely, right? I'm well, really hopeful for this it. For the trailers, they did choose their scenery carefully. Yeah, yeah, which made a huge difference. They gave you enough to enlighten you as to kind of what you're in for. Right. But, you know, there are a lot of times you look at the, the movie trailers and you kind of go, give me two more minutes and I'll write the end of it on here. And that was the best, every best scene in the movie. Yeah. Yep. And you do not get that feeling from this one. You're looking at this going, oh, I think there's something going on here. Oh, yeah. I want more. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, you guys, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to be here all weekend, I guess. Uh, we're here at the uh, Home Show of the Mid-South. Come by and say hello to us. But, uh, guys, it's time to get out of here. Time waits for no one. So until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Dorderson. I'm Ellen Gilbert. I'm Scott J. Carroll. And I am Brandon Olmstead reminding you to stick with us for Memphis Tiger basketball.